Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. All right, uh, not a whole lot to talk about in the news. We had a huge slew of news last week, but this week, pretty slow. <clears throat> yep. So let's go ahead and get right into our uh, three episodes in. Oh, I thought you wanted to talk about the AMA real fast. Ah, yes. Well, there was something that did happen. Uh, I uh, found out that the, uh, the creator, um, I don't know if it was, no, the director, I want to say it was, uh-huh. of the... Um, of uh, what the anime we watched last week, uh, Rising of the Shield Hero, um, when he was asked what kind of controversy uh, was um, brought up, uh, according to uh, uh, in Japan with the content of his show, mm-hmm. he said there was none. That uh, in Japan they can talk about these sort of things, and it's it's not controversial over there at all. Huh. Okay. So. All right. Uh, well. Uh... Well, that makes sense. You know, different countries, uh, well, they have different uh, mm-hmm. different belief systems. They, you know, um, what could be controversial here, obviously, is wouldn't be con- might not be controversial in another country. Sure. Um, I mean, what might be controversial here in Utah wouldn't be controversial <laughs> in California. Oh, not even slightly. So, yeah, no. Anyway. So, so <clears throat> cultural differences and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of the reasons we love anime is because we are seeing uh, reflections of other cultures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, this week we watched, uh, for three episodes in, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. From a good family? Check. A good personality? Check. A Shunchin Academy is where all these elite students with bright futures flock to. As the two leaders of the student council, Kaguya Shinomiya and Miyuki Shirogane, have supposedly fallen in love. But after almost half a year, nothing has happened. They both have too much pride and can't be honest. Things have gotten troublesome, and they are now caught in a war of how to get the other to confess their love first. This is a whole new romantic comedy following an outbreak of cunning warfare between two elite students in love. And right at the very beginning... The the, the opening monologue. The opening monologue. This narrator is amazing. He is. I... you go, okay. so, so, we, we, we both want to talk about it, but go ahead okay. and um, so, start. So, so this guy, so the narrator talks about how, um, how you know, what a wonderful, delightful thing it would be to have a boy and girl, a boy confesses love to a girl, mm-hmm. and they become a couple, and they get together. And that normally would be a beautiful thing. When it shows, like, this guy confessing to a girl, and she accepts, and then, like, a chapel pops up and all these animals appear and, like, like, and hundreds of people describe them talking about how wonderful it is, congratulations, and things like that. Yeah, the, the, the huge crowd of people and mm-hmm. a handful of animals, which can, kind of made me think of uh, the Lion King a little bit. It's like, everybody's yeah. here to praise you. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Like, there's a giraffe and an elephant. Because. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple others that were smaller that didn't uh, mm-hmm. pop up over the crowd mm-hmm. once the crowd appeared. Um... But uh, but then he goes, but that's not true, because it, e- even in romantic <laughs> relationships, there is the person who uh, 
wants to take advantage of the person who will be taken advantage of. There are winners and there are losers. There are power struggles in love. And love is war. Mm-hmm. And so we have these... And you show, like, the woman dominating the guy, like, one will be the dominator, one will be the dominatee, or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Which just made me think of the arrhythmic song. Mm-hmm. Some of them want to use you, some of them want to abuse you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some of them want to be abused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that he, he's got a chain around his neck, and his head is under her foot, and she's standing on him and laughing in the, oh, um, mm-hmm. kind of pose. And apparently our two main characters believe this dichotomy so strongly that they refuse to be the first one to confess their love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get the other one to go first because then in the in the power game of their struggle mm-hmm. one of them will be the winner. Mm-hmm. And what was really nice about the character introductions between these two is I don't like them. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like... they're eminently unlikable characters mm-hmm. to start off. And so seeing the pain that they cause in, in themselves and each other by refusing it's to... so delightful. It's satisfying. That, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, well, well, there's a German... The, the German word for it, Schreudenfraud. Like mm-hmm. the, uh, mm-hmm. the the delight you get from seeing other people's misery. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they were sympathetic characters, like a couple... When, what was it? Uh, last week? The week before where we watched those two... Uh, no, it was the week, the week before uh, where we watched mm-hmm. uh, the girl that was perpetually teasing mm-hmm. the guy. Because he's a sympathetic character... I was, it felt bad for him. These two aren't sympathetic characters. No, they're <laughs> awful. They're, <laughs> they're awful, and watching them get... Dis- dis- the, the girl is the princess of one of the four top conglomerates in Japan. Uh, yeah, it's like, like she's like the she's super the of a hundred trillion yen company. Something like that. Where And she's oh she's won awards for her entire life because, uh, because of acting, of music, uh, of playing music, uh, doing all these things. And the guy... Um, he builds himself up from nothing. He comes from a family of nothing, but he has, he is so smart and so skilled at, at, at studying that he has risen to the top of this prestigious academy that they go to. This academy that used to be like, it's 200 years old and it used to be for the nobility's children. Well, they don't have any nobility, any nobility anymore. So now it's just for the super elite rich, um, for their children. Yes. Sorry, I'm looking up. I'm looking up, um, guys. Uh, the 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 narrator. I wanted to see what else he was in. He's been in Bleach. Uh, done a couple of voices in Bleach. Um, he's he's done a lot of stuff. Uh, Darker okay. than Black. He was in uh, Drifters and Fairy Tale. Um, he was in uh, Gintama, <laughs> a character that you haven't met. Uh, he's also in GTO, which is one of the greatest anime ever made. Mm. Um, Log Horizon. I don't think you've met the character who was in Log Horizon, though. No, I haven't watched Log Horizon. We started watching it together, but we got distracted. And Log Horizon is a show where you have to pay attention at the very beginning, mm. simply because of how many characters they introduce, how quick and how quickly they introduce them. Otherwise, you're going to get lost. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, so the very first thing is them. Uh, again, this is a show that's got episodes. Like, it's an episodic yeah, show. Yeah, and there's, um, there's three shorts per episode, Yeah, it seems. and each one is the is the two of them trying to get each other to con- be the one to confess. Yep. So it starts off with them being like, oh, I'm obviously just like... The very first mo- scene is that everyone in the school thinks that they are dating because they're always together. Well, the reason they're always together is because they are the student council, student body president mm-hmm. and vice president. Yeah. And uh, they uh, 
And so the first episode starts off with all the students saying, oh, they're such a good couple together. They always look so cool. I wonder if they're dating. I bet they are dating, but they're probably keeping it a secret and things like that. And then they get to the, the student council office, and the girl Kaguya, Kaguya says, uh, uh, she's pouring him a cup of tea. She mm -hmm. says, apparently there is a, uh, there's a rumor saying that we are dating. And uh, he thinks to himself how lowly it would be for him to confess to a girl like her. Uh, and how uh, and how like amazing he is, and all these things, and he just thinks to himself. But if she were confess, if she were to confess to me, I might deign my deign her worthy to you know uh, to date her. And then it's almost the exact same thing from her point of view because it cuts to her now, and she's like, imagine that them thinking that we're dating. Like I would date a weed like this guy. Uh, I, I don't. I generally wouldn't even consider a man unless he gave me a country as a flirtatious gesture. Yeah, as a flirtatious gesture, like <laughs> just crazy stuff like that. He would have to give me chocolates and like uh, all a country. These, she just and she, no, she, the way she mentions country is just so casual. It's just like she's got this list of things that she requires of a guy to give her when they start dating, like flowers, chocolates, a country. You know, yes. just. To her, it's just a matter of fact. She would have to be given a country. <laughs> and it's like, but if he were to be the first, but if he were to confess to me, eh, you know, I uh, he is he is attractive enough. I could probably work him into the type of man who would be worthy of me. And so you start off hating these two because they're just nasty. But that's what makes this so good because they're both horrible people, uh -huh. and everything they're doing is completely their own dumb faults. It is. But it really is. It starts off so good, like the first episode. I I was reminded of Death Note, just the mind games between L and Light, and just kind of the animation where it's just got this super intense animation style where it's going through their internal monologues, and I'm like, this is amazing! Holy crap, I love this so much. It's so good. Um, but it's Sherlock and Moriarty level of mind games in a rom com. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, it it felt a little bit like um, mm -hmm. it, it, this could have been written by Shakespeare. This could have been uh, a much ado about nothing, just a different way. Oh, of yeah, this going is very, about this it. is very much much. This is very much much ado about nothing. The anime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like they they refuse to admit that they love each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, uh, I wrote. You know, we we both try to come up with things that we liked about the show. And I just kept writing yes. things that I loved about the show. Like, very next on my list um, is just um, Fujiwara. Okay, so the reason... I mentioned this in the in the, um, in the the uh, next time from the last episode about that image I sent you about the girl teaching uh, this, this blonde guy how to play volleyball. Yes. And she's just this adorable pink-haired girl. Yes. Well, that's, that is uh, Chika Fujiwara, their secretary. Yes. And she, she is, is nowhere near on their intellectual level, but she is an adorable and an absolute sweetheart. Okay? She, she, she's not an idiot, but she's also not a su the super genius that she's dealing with. And, oh, so, yeah, no. and so she's, she's so down to earth. And mm -hmm. just, she is the greatest of all time. Yeah, well, no, she's, I mean, in order to go to the school, she has to be, have a certain level of, of intelligence. Of intelligence so she's not prestige. An, no. She's not an idiot. No. It's just she's not on their level is what I'm saying. Yeah. These guys are super geniuses, but that's where the humor comes from because they're over-analyzing everything. Which kind of just reminded me of all of a sudden about Dee Dee getting in between Dexter and Mandark. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, you got these super geniuses that are working too hard, 
and 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 she just loves life mm-hmm. and doesn't and mm-hmm. isn't at all concerned about the kind of things that, mm-hmm. and the chaos that she sows between the oh two of them. Oh my gosh! Well, is like glorious, and like the two of them are sitting like so in the very first bit. They're still like they're trying to out calculate each other, trying to figure out okay, I uh, like oh no, like if I'm if I'm uh, like okay, she said this. Now I'm going to say this in order to counter that, and now I'm going to say this in order to counter that. Well, it starts off, well, after, real fast, after they have their, I'll go ahead and have them be the one to uh, confess to me, it says six months later, and nothing has happened. (laughs) And so the two of them are now obviously desperate, though they would never, they're too prideful to show it, but they're desperate to get the other person to, uh... To uh, to confess, and we see some things. Uh, and uh, and uh, Chica every once in a while just says something casually that reminds them how terror, like just it, it helps increase the level of desperation that they have. It's and she, true. but she doesn't mean anything by it at all. But um, anyway, so uh, I forget what it is, but uh, what she says. But the two of them are trying to outclass each other or outsmart each other, saying, "Well, saying this will make her say that." Oh, mm-hmm. but if I say it this way, then uh, obviously it's going to deflect it, and it's going. I've got my ace yeah. up my sleeve. So, so the first, yeah, and this just happens all the time mm-hmm. in every single sequence. That mm-hmm. this this level of thought goes between the two of them, and the first instance, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Chica. Chica. Chica happens to have two tickets to a movie that she can't That's go right. see. That's mm-hmm. right. And so she hands them off to, to go see them. And he says... Uh, and so he is about to I won a contest and I got these two tickets, but I'm not free this weekend, so how about I give them to you to use? Well, and it just happens to be uh, one of my free weekends, so oh, well, do you want to go I see... Have a, I have a very rare free weekend. <laughs> like, how about... And, he tur- yeah, and, he, and he's about to say, do you want to go to see it with me, when Chica interrupts and says... By the way, there's a rumor that if two people go to see this movie, they'll destined to fall in love. They're destined to fall in love and become a couple. And it's like and, this and, and right before he finishes saying go to see this movie with me, he just goes, Go to see it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> were you going to invite me to a romantic movie? Oh, were you going to invite me to a romantic movie? Uh, where uh I, and uh, that would be very much like going on a date. That's almost as if you were about to like Perhaps he wanted to confess something to me, type thing. And, but then he turns around and plays on her, and she's like, well, only if you believe silly rumors like that. Yes. And, and so they're going back and forth, and they're playing this chess game between the two of them. And there's and all these mathematical calculations going on between them. And then we find out that she rigged the contest, or, or, or she, faked it. She, she faked, faked the it, contest created a fake contest. So that Chica would end up with these tickets, so that he would be forced to ask her out. Forced to ask her out. <laughs> so, um, she knew he had a free weekend, yeah. and so she bought these tickets and made an envelope, and wrote on the envelope that Chica won some contest... And now Chica, but she knew Chica wasn't going to be free, so... <laughs> so she plotted the whole thing. She plotted the whole thing. And the most beautiful thing is, that as this exchange is going back and forth, and they're trying to find the best ideal chess move in their relationship to try to move it forward, mm-hmm. and but be the but be the one to ha- force the other one to move it forward. Mm-hmm. But then Chica <laughs> says, oh, maybe you want, well, maybe if you're having trouble going to see that one, maybe you'll want to see this one instead. And she has, like, movies to some, tickets to some kid movie. Yeah. 
Something about a fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bird and a fish or something like that. And then suddenly it's just chaos theory. Mm-hmm. Chaos theory. It's and brought up. just, like the narrator says, just as they are about to reach the conclusions of their of their super genius um, intellect, like intellectual calculations, chaos theory. And then it shows <laughs> all their calculations and like just birds and other things just enter it and screw everything up, which is what Chica is. Yes. But they were thinking so hard that now they just need sugar. Because their brains are fried. And they both died for the one um, steamed bun that's in the room. So they could have sugar for their brains. Yes. And, but Chica's like, oh, we're going to be late to class. And she eats the eats the bun and walks out. Leaving the two of them face down on a table with steam coming out of their heads. Because mm-hmm. they thought too hard about this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like I said a moment ago, mm-hmm. watching these two suffer is so delightful. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Well, and um, the next bit I think we should we should talk about at least the next one that I that I have written down here is the food bit, where um, oh where yes. <laughs> where um oh, and at the end of each bit the narrator announces who won or who lost or if there, it was Over a draw top, or yeah. or you yeah. know or whatever. But anyway, um, the uh, so the president uh, Miyuki the boy Miyuki, he brings yeah. his own uh, lunch to school mm-hmm. and. The and um, Kaguya, she's just like, huh. I'm just like, oh, you brought your own lunch. Oh, you brought your own lunch well, today. Well, what what happened leading up to that scene <laughs> mm-hmm. was they were walking down, and there was a couple sitting on a bench, and one was That's feeding right. feeding food to the other. And this segment of the episode is called Kaguya wants it. Kaguya wants it, and, and so like, she, so she wants to be in a situation where she he's feeding her food mm-hmm. or something of that re- regard. Mm-hmm. She wants that. They're both pointed off as you know disgusting degradation of moral morals within public. How dare they do that in public? Whatever. And it's like, oh, I guess it's lunchtime though. And so he pulls out his his lunch, and she's like, oh, you brought your lunch today? He's like, yep. Uh, my grandfather in the country sent us uh, a batch of his vegetables. I mean, it's not very much, but. It's delicious because everything is fresh. Uh-huh. And he produces his... Um, but he, they're both he, so he stubborn, well, she won't ask for any, and he won't offer. Yeah, well, she he takes it off, he takes the lid off of his lunchbox, uh, his bento, and then it cuts to the narrator about how every single day, uh, Kaguya, uh, her family's army of chefs, has made her a perfectly balanced lunch, and they deliver it to her every day fresh. Uh, while she's at school. So she has never once had to bring her lunch to school. Um, and, uh, and, and, but she had never experienced a lunch like this before type thing. And he pulls it off and it's the typical, it's got rice, it's got the octopus hot dogs, some little, a little bit of hamburger and some hamburger and things like that. And, uh, she's like, oh, I want some of that. I've never seen an actual, uh, Sausage cut in the shape of a squid before. I've never seen a hot dog set in sn- that it exists. Those are real. <laughs> I, never, I didn't think those existed. I want to try one. <laughs> and she's thinking like she really wants him to give her one. He, 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 she, she is too prideful and insists that he offer. And then, and he's too prideful and insists that she ask. And, and so. Who asks? Chaos theory asks. And so Chica walks in and is like, oh, that looks so delicious. And he Can just I says, have oh, some? oh, would you like to try some? He just says right yeah. up. And the, as this exchange is happening, like Chica, like she tries the hot, she tries uh, the hamburger. She tries one of the octopus hot dogs. And he, every once in a while, he looks over to Kaguya uh-huh. and he sees this 
death glare. Yes. The death glare is aimed at Chica, but she she is standing right but Chica is standing right between Kaguya and Miyuki. Yes. And so Miyuki thinks that Kaguya is giving this death glare to him. He's like, Did I do something wrong? What's what, what's going on? Wait, what, huh? No, I like I, I, I don't know what I did. Right. <laughs> type thing. Um and then like he gives her the octopus and she eats it again. And he's like, oh, I, oh, she thinks that this is, a, oh, I get, I get it. She's looking down at me because of my peasant lunch. Well, I'm going to show her how amazing fresh ingredients can be no matter what uh, the food is. And, like, the girl, she eats the, um, Chica, when she eats the hamburger, she talks uh. about how absolutely delicious and amazing it is. And he's like... And this and whole, then, and, and, so and, he, and in... In Kaguya's mind, her mind just goes to all the different memories of happy times that she had with Chica because they were childhood friends. They've known each other forever. And it's like, as of this moment, our friendship Miss, ends. You are but an, you are an says, animal. She says to herself, I have it written down. Yeah. I, I re- re- rewound it and made sure I got the exact line down. Miss Fujiwara, I consider you a friend. But if your life is in danger tomorrow... I wouldn't lift a finger to help you," she says to herself. <laughs> yes. Because Chica is eating all the foods from uh, that she wants to eat, and being fed them by the boy she's in love with, but is too prideful to admit it to yeah. herself. But it's this ultimate Yandere moment where it's just like, "This is how Yandere is formed." Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. I would not and be surprised her, her, her if she face murdered went, her. Her face went pale. Her eyes went red, and it reminded me of that scene. Her eyes are already red because of her character design, but it just went bright, bright red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just reminded me of that scene from uh, Asobi Asabase, where where the grudge face appears. It's Which like, we should probably mention that Chica is voiced by the same uh, voice actress who did. Um, um, the, the girl I, with the glasses. I yeah, I, I, I got it. I'm, I'm pulling okay, it up yeah, right go now. For it. Is that yeah? She was uh, Kasumi. Kasumi. Kasumi I mean. uh, Nomura, uh-huh. the girl with the glasses She's and the large breasts. The one who also be awesome. The one who figured out that um, the foreigner didn't actually know English. Oh yeah, <laughs> and plays the punishment ga- the the first time they play the punishment. <laughs> two fingers up two the nostrils. Fingers up the nose. Ah! Skull. But yeah, so she's in. Uh, she's in that show. Okay, but anyways, um, but ch- uh, ch- um, so finally, uh, Mifu, um, uh, Miyuki, uh-huh. he pulls out his trump card, which is rice and miso soup. Uh-huh. Where uh, this is like the thing that people ate for generations. They would eat the cold rice and then drink the miso soup, and it's just absolutely amazing. Um, and he, and of course, Chica wants to try it, so he lets Chica try it, um, and. Chika uses the chopsticks and digs her chopsticks into the same spot that Miyuki started eating from. And it's what? like, no, no, what are you doing? That's you, like an indirect kiss. That's like an indirect kiss. And and then she drinks from the exact same side of the cup that Miyuki drinks from. And so once again, that upsets her even more. And he Miyuki, after uh, and then Miyuki looks back at uh, at um, Kaguya, and Kaguya is even angrier. And he's like, he has no clue at all what's going on the next day she's like she's decided she's going to pull out all the stops and she's had her chefs made the absolute best lunch they could she's got lobster sticking out of it lobster fried chicken all these just amazing meals uh pieces of food in her in her bento and there's like wow that looks amazing well let's eat not even asking her a thing and they both pull out their their, their, they pull out their their bentos and it turns out that he that he made chica's bento for that day chica's bento 
which upsets Kaguya even more. And he's just like, like oh, it's not that hard to make like, two when you're already making you, one. It's not that big of a difference. And in Kaguya's <laughs> mind, Chika is now an animal who requires the who requires humans to to give her sustenance. Like, oh, so you're you're a piss. Oh, so you're not a human. You're a pig that requires human, or you're a cow that requires humans to give you your sustenance type thing. And yeah. just she's just insulting Chika more and more in her mind. And uh, she eats, and like, and then Miyuki sees Kaguya and thinks, "What did? I, why is she so mad at me? I don't understand what's going on." Yeah. And he's like, "Oh wait, I have a club meeting I need to get to," and he just eats his food super fast, which of course upsets uh, uh, Kaguya because she's like, "Wait, no, 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 what are you doing?" And he just he eats all his food and just but, but, but runs out. Just before that, though. Um, she tries to offer him something, like, she tries to tempt him with some of the items that he has, like, get him to ask for some of her food, and he goes, nothing that I have is even worth deserving of, of an exchange with what you have, so, uh-huh. it's like, it's like, I didn't want to trade, I wanted you to ask for something, I would have given it to you, uh-huh. but they're, they're just too stubborn, they're just too stubborn, but, and then he runs off, and, he runs and off. then, she and uh, Kaguya is just broken down and she's crying and she's just so upset. And then she gets a tap on the shoulder and it's Chika offering her the, uh, uh, the octopus octo- hot dog. From her, from her own life. <laughs> and then she eats it and she's like, I'm so sorry, Ch- uh, Chika. You're a human. Don't let anybody else ever tell you anything different. She's like, wait, what? Huh? Like, Believe in yourself. You're a I, human. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I've never I'm, not believed that I'm a human. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry. I thought you were. I, I'm sorry. I was wrong. You are human. What did you think I was before? <laughs> what did you think I was before? Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. Believe in yourself. You are a human. Like, what? I've never not believed that. <laughs> and that's where that bit ends. So oh, good. Gosh. Oh. <laughs> Miss Fujiwara, I considered you a friend, but if your life was in danger tomorrow, I wouldn't lift a finger to help you. I'm just like, that's so good. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. Okay, okay. so w- there's so many bits and skits. I don't think we yeah. can cover all of them, but the next one okay. that I really stuck out to me was him getting the smartphone. Yes, yes, the thing with okay. the smartphone is him so good. The smartphone. Because he's. Oh. Oh, there's an event in that skit that I wrote down. It's like, like there's this thing called the Barnum effect. Mm-hmm. I actually had to Google this. Oh, pre- real, real fast, so what we're about about Chica is the goat? G-O-A-T, greatest uh, of all time. We, of all time. We've covered okay, it. Okay, I did not know that. I, I did not know that's what goat meant. Greatest yeah. of all time. Okay. Anyway, no. Holy crap! <laughs> and no, he gets. He gets a smartphone yeah. and he gets the Line Social app, which they mention in all of it's. It's just like a fun way to communicate with, uh, with your friends yeah. and people like that in Japan. Yeah, it's, um, it's Japan social network. And app. he finally gets a cell phone, and uh, he's like, "Ah, now that I have a cell phone, uh, Kaguya will definitely ask me for her my contact information." And she's just over there uh, waiting for him to offer his contact information. Uh-huh, and she's drinking some tea. Um, but, and the thing is, Chica's the first one to get the contact information because she has no qualms about it whatsoever. She's just being friendly. It's like, yeah. great, now we can go ahead and communicate and be to, and chat online. It'll be wonderful. <laughs> Wait. <coughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, so go ahead and, but, and then okay. he looks, he looks at her and okay. sees her so, just so, scowling so, so, again. So what happens is, he shows her a, so what happens was, he shows her a 
uh, her profile right. picture, uh-huh. and the profile picture is him of himself when he's younger. It's like, oh, you had a, you that's, had your that's cute his scowl technique back to then. try to get her to ask for, yes. for his line information because yes. he's like, I'm gonna go ahead and change this picture in three minutes. Yes, he does say that. <laughs> uh huh. And he's like, and, I don't know, I don't like this picture very much. I'll probably just change it in three minutes. And <laughs> Kagi is just like, oh, I want to see that picture. It's a picture of him when he was younger. And so Kaguya pulls out this uh, vial that reads Maiden Tears on it, and then. And secretly puts it in her eye to make it look like she's crying. And, she's, and she starts crying. And she starts crying and starts insulting him and says, Oh, you're just terrible. You're and, terrible. And I have to get this out because the, at that moment, the narrator tar- starts talking about the Barnum effect. Mm-hmm. Now, the Barnum effect is how horoscopes and um, personality uh, quizzes work is by making something sound specific but actually mm-hmm. isn't. You can say anything and make it seem like it's something important. Mm-hmm. It's probably named mm-hmm. after P.T. Barnum. Maybe. I don't um, know. But, so that's what I found out Googling it. But what I got out of it was, Men, we don't know what we did. Hey, are you going to math? Yeah, I'll see you there. That's <laughs> 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 that family window. guy You're bit. awful. Men, we don't know what we did. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, I, I saw you write it, I saw your note because I watched these episodes after you did, uh-huh. and I was like, oh gosh, I want to see this, but yeah, and there's just this amazing, like, <clears throat> there's like this circle around him with like the word Barnum just heading towards him as like this circle is constantly closing over him and stuff, mm-hmm. he's like, ah, what ah, have ah, I done? Ah. And so, and then what does he do? He's like, he, oh, no, no. he acquiesces and shows her the picture of what his profile picture looks like, and then realizes, "What have I done? I've just given up my trump card." And she, and, ha, and he tries to pull late. it away. Ha! Too late. And she stops crying immediately. I already she has and she memorized memory. the picture in a split second, <laughs> so she knows what it looks like, and she can just pull it up whenever she wants. Uh, the best part about this entire bit, though, is finally, of course, when she pulls out her cell phone. Uh-huh. It's a flip phone. It's a flip phone. It's a flip phone she's had since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. It doesn't so, have the app. Like, oh, well, she pulls it out, but she doesn't realize it's not a smartphone. And doesn't realize it can't have line. But, like, oh, apparently not, Kaguya didn't know that. Or not, not Kaguya. Uh, the guy, uh, Miyuki, doesn't realize that either. Miyuki doesn't realize that she only has the flip phone. She doesn't, well, that she doesn't have a smartphone. He just assumed that she, since she's rich, she'd have the latest and greatest thing. Well, and, like, she pulls out this little flip phone, and it's Chica that says, oh, um... Line won't work on that. And, but <laughs> neither of the geniuses knew this. Wait, what? They're like they're like how Einstein a... didn't quite understand how doorknobs mm-hmm. functioned. There's like no that yeah, yeah no line isn't going to work on that. I'm like wait what? Why not? You you super rich girl just buy a new phone. I've had, had this since, since kindergarten. kindergarten. I'm too attached to I'm it. I'm too attached to it. I'm not going to get rid of it. And the very bit of them is them exchanging their contact information. Not over line, but just so they can mail each other. Yeah. Because the way it works in Japan is you've got your phone number, and wow. then your your account will usually have an email, mm. and that's how they text back and forth. It's, mm. it's, it's an email system, not, a, not an SMS. Mm. So, um... Any, so, even, like, in the States, you know, we have your phone number, your cell phone number, we can text you. Yeah. That's not the way it works in Japan. Right. Um, okay, anyways. That makes sense. <laughs> Based on all the things mm-hmm. I've seen, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but her, fart sm- her, her smartphone isn't even a smartphone. <laughs> it's true. It's and then, true. if I recall correctly, the next bit is actually the, um, 
No, the the next bit is the is the love advice bit, isn't it? Or the next bit we should probably talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So everyone assumes that he's been in a relationship with. Uh, he's the coolest guy mm-hmm. in school, so obviously he's dated multiple girls. Right. That's just how they see it. Right. And so this guy comes up to him to ask him for dating advice, and. The guy can't let out that he has no experience whatsoever in that regi- in that regard, so he just starts lying through his teeth. Because he's just like, if they learn that I don't have anything, everyone's going to start making fun of me because of it. So yeah. I, 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 my pride won't, ha- won't, won't handle that. And so he starts lying, and to and to add uh, add to the Shakespeareanness of the setup, uh, Kaguya. Kaguya is hiding behind the door, listening in, because she wants to find out what he thinks about love. Mm-hmm. She hears that he's giving advice, and so she wants to find out what he thinks about like, love. And it's like, okay, so, so why do you think this girl likes you? Well, she yeah. gave me chocolate on Valentine's. Or, like, why do you want to date this girl? She's she's great. She gave me chocolate on Valentine's. Well, well what kind of chocolate did she give you? Little chocolate balls. And Kagi's in me like, chocolate balls! No! Those are the default <laughs> gift. That's, that's just saying, hi, I like, hi, you're nice. No, that that's that's uh, that's a, a obligatory chocolate. That's them giving you chocolate so you don't feel bad on Valentine's. It's not romantic in the slightest. And he's just like, you're lucky. That's a very romantic gesture. And Kagi's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, she's giving it to you, but it's just chocolate balls. That's why she gave it to you, so it's not overly obvious that she likes you. She's keeping it a secret. He's like, yeah. oh, well, what are, the, what are the, like, what else do you think, like, why else well, do you think she might like? Well, there's this one time when she asked me if I had a girlfriend. Okay, and what happened? Well, I told her no, and then she told her friends, like, huh, she doesn't have a girlfriend. Like, like ah, he doesn't look I like I knew something. it, ha, <laughs> you know, and then, like, and like, yeah, no, that's death. And Kagi's like, yeah, no, they're just making fun of you. And he's like, uh, you are in this, you are in your most popular time right now. And Kagi again is like, wait, what? No, no, he's not. They're obviously making fun of him. And the way he interprets all the lines is, oh, ha, I knew it. He doesn't have a girlfriend. And he's like, that's, that's so I can date him myself. And like each girl, he does pretty much the exact same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. I knew he didn't have a girlfriend. It's because uh, it's because all the girls are too bashful to ask him, you know, or type thing. Um, yep. And he's like, okay, well, all right, well, if you were to ask me, if you were to ask her out, what would you do? I would do uh, a technique that I came up with came up with myself. And he walks over to the door, and he's like, what you do is you walk up to her and you slam your hand into the wall, and he slams his hand against the door, which <laughs> makes Kaguya jump, <laughs> and she just has the most adorable squeak. <laughs> Uh-huh. That is like I can't believe that he she didn't get caught at <laughs> well, that he, hit, he hit the door really really loudly. He did hit the door really loudly. Yep, but she's blushing. She's obviously you know. And then you and then uh-huh. you whisper, "Will you go out with me?" Yeah, <laughs> which causes her to doki doki and yeah, her heart is just throbbing and like her face is pink with the with her and she's blushing like crazy. Yeah, and he's like, "This is a technique I patted it myself. I call it." The hand slap. And she, like she says, that's something that's been around forever. And it's called something else. Yeah. But anyway, he's like, that, that's great. I'm going to go ahead and do that right now. And she's, uh, well. So, oh, so, no. so, so, he, so the entire time, the narrator's just saying how bad all this advice is. Yeah, this is just terrible advice. But anyway, so the president then sits back down and he's talking to the guy again. He's like, whoa, I mean, like, you're dating. Like, I, I knew you'd have great advice. I mean, you conquered Kaguya. Like, no one else would be able to do that. And he's like, oh, uh. We're not, we're not dating. He's like, wait, wait, you're not? No, we're not. So he had nobody's ever conquered me. 
she thinks, no, she thinks to herself, nobody's ever conquered me. And he just says, uh, I was like, besides, I'm pretty sure that she hates me. Like, wait, wait, what? And she's like, wait, no, 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 I, uh, I don't especially hate you, she says to herself. <laughs> it's like, she has no self-awareness. Yeah, yeah. And then, then just as a montage of all the times she's glaring at him. I don't especially hate you. Did I do something to give you that idea? And then her says, she has no self-awareness. As it just goes to all the times where she has been glaring in his general direction. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's like, besides, why on earth would I want, why on earth would I be interested in her? I mean, she uh, he starts listing off all these things about her, and then uh, he's like, oh, but those are her best assets. I mean, she's wonderful. She's the most incredible girl in the world. And then she just starts, like, she starts getting angry at him because he starts listing her these things that are, like, negative about her. Yeah. But then he talks about how incredible those things are, and she just gets super happy and excited again, and it cuts back. And we see that her hair, part he, of her he hair, had just noticed her. Part of her ponytail is sticking out past the door, and it's like that part is highlighted. It's flashing, yeah. and it shows him just noticing her. Yeah, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of the arrows in Oron. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, th th this this whole As school had a very this whole school had a very Oron vibe to it too. <laughs> just ridiculous Oron, Oron, it was just over the top ridiculous though. Yes. So anyway, um, yeah. Oh gosh, that bit was amazing though. Just the talking of her and like and <laughs> and then she comes back and then the later she comes back in and is all smiles and, and giving. Like, oh, like, what's this? Is, is oh, this is this your, your smile for the day? Is this your one smile for the day? No, I'm always like this. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh huh. Which is freaking him out. Yes. Oh, that, that, I that, don't especially hate you. Did I do something to give you that impression? She has no sense of self awareness. <laughs> so true. Um, anyway, so the next bit um, is the magazine that we should probably talk about. Oh. Unless there's another bit that you want to talk about. Uh, no, no. Okay, so okay. so we just covered episode two. Um, mm -hmm. Episode three um, is the magazine. Is the magazine. Yeah, episode two is the magazine. Um, the retreat okay, now, and 20 questions. Now, what's happening is, so the, in the first episode, as we covered, had, it had um, all of the intro. Mm -hmm. The second episode had all of the intro a little abridged, but not, not as much, but it was still mostly there. The third episode there. was completely The third episode, abridged. it started, it started, and then literally fast forwarded itself through the, uh, through the intro. Until and then, got to the love is credits. war. Love is war. And then it got to the opening credits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this one starts off with... Which, uh, which reminded me of the... Uh, oh, what was that show? Um, Kill a Kill had a recap episode. And it lasted all of two minutes of the episode. And they just fast-forwarded everything that happened up to that point. See, even in this show, our recap episodes are epic. <laughs> and then it goes on to the rest of the show. Well, that just reminds me of Cheryl Baco, where the director is having nightmares about having recap episodes. Oh, no. No, I promise no more recap episodes. I promise no more recap episodes. We'll never do it again. No more recap episodes. <laughs> um, anyway, he, um, anyway, um, this one starts with the three of them in the off in, uh, in the, the student council office. Yes. And there's a magazine 
that's a fairly, you know, it's like a fashion magazine or something like that. It, um, it, it seems to be a magazine of an adult nature that was yeah. not permitted on school grounds. Well, one of the students, one of the teachers apparently confiscated it from a student and gave it to the student council to dispose of. Like, and they like, why didn't of, he, why didn't the teacher dispose of it himself? Yeah, why, why is he handing it off to us? Yeah, why didn't the teacher dispose of it himself? And, and then Chica picks up the book and, and opens, opens it. He's like, this can't be that bad, can it? Opens it up, reads one question, freaks out, drops the book and just goes over and like has an adorable Little freak out over in the corner. I'm oh, just talking about how lewd, lewd. This country's becoming well, she, too lewd. She even says lewd wrong at first. Like she says something, and then she corrects herself to say lewd. Like this country's too lewd. It's too lewd. It's so it's so bad. And, like, and, and, then, and so immediately, uh, Miyuki Miyuki thinks there might have been a uh, a pornographic, a, a pornographic image, in image in there, which immediately you know why why, why would the teacher not dispose of that immediately? Yeah, like why would he dispose of it immediately? And so Kaguya picks it up and then reads this article about how one in three students, 34%. 34% of students have done it. Have have done it, have had their first experience yes. by the time they've graduated. And then, of course... And the, and, and the, two, the two people who didn't, ha who had standard upbringings understood what it meant well, immediately. And like, well... Yes, and part of the part of the joke of this scene is that you, as the viewer, quickly realize that they are not talking about the same thing. Yeah, no, whatever not. doing it is to Kaguya, it is not the same thing that it is to the other two, and they have no and but they don't know it, they don't catch it because it she starts saying things like, "What?" I mean, like thirty four percent. That number seems a little bit low to me. Actually, he's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, don't you guys have loving families? I mean, don't you guys come from loving families? Yes, but why, why? Like, I mean, you've got a younger sister, right? You probably do. You've probably done it with her before. What? What, what kind of what, what kind no. of sick, twisted upbringing have you been through? I mean, I even haven't. I've even done it with my newborn nephew. I mean, I did. I did it with my newborn nephew. We, we have it on video. You're just like what? Ah, ah, and they're freaking out. Well, the best bit is that it says one in three students have had, have done it, and there's three students in that room, and yeah, it so points out that fact: one in three, and there's three of them in that room. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> and, and, and so it just gets naughtier and naughtier until mm -hmm. um, it's like, what do you think? Well, it is finally and she's as just a lady. So I shouldn't have to about think it. it. Finally, she's so casual about it, and Miyuki's just like, "What do you think doing it means?" Well, as, a lady, I shouldn't, as a lady, I shouldn't have to tell you this. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. But obviously, it's your first kiss. And then, and then Chico's like, "I'll tell her." Well, and my, he's about to say something, and Chico's like, "No, this is on me." Like, "No, I'll, I'll do it," type thing. And, and she just has this and, and so, so the narrator goes on to say, "Okay, this girl's upbringing is so like the kissing was the extent of her sexual education. She's yep. sixteen years old and has received no sex ed beyond the idea of kissing. Well, she still thinks that babies come from the stork. It even says that. Like yeah. it shows a little like, it shows like, a little like uh, the, the, montage the, of her of her sexual education from being from her home. And it's like this is the, the it was like the trope of the extreme girl from a box. Mm -hmm. Girl in a box. She's the extreme girl in a box. <laughs> and then Chica goes over and every once in a while you say you hear her say this goes into that and then this and then that and a cut to 16 minutes later 16 minutes and it's it's 16 is one frame like the entire screen 16 and then minutes later <laughs> just this extreme intense 
and you just see Kaguya just beat Red super embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, they are not talking about the same thing, but oh my gosh, that was amazing. Yes. And then uh, we have the retreat where they decide, they talk about where, where they want to go. Uh, for like a little for a little vacation, yes. Um, because summer vacation is coming up, and um, and uh, oh, actually, we skipped. The, uh, this is I think this is actually after the smartphone bit, but that's it's totally fine. Um, Chica says, like they're talking about where they want to go. Uh, well, Chica's like, we should do a vacation, and the two of them are like, no, that's that's stupid. We shouldn't do that at all. And then she just says something. Well, you know, if you don't do, if you don't act fast, I mean, we're young. If you don't act fast, <clears throat> you'll graduate without accomplishing anything. And then it, there's like this little Dragon Quest text that goes boom. Eighty points of damage was, da was done to Kavya and Yuki's hearts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because Dragon Quest is everything. Mm-hmm. But it's like. <laughs> 80 points of damage was done to their hearts. <laughs> just like, oh gosh, yeah, no. And so, and, then, and so yeah, they that, both that get home. And so they decide they decide to discuss what they're going to do over summer vacation. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Miyuki. Miyuki. Miyuki has this grand master plan of of wooing Kaguya on the mountain. They're gonna and go over the mountain. mountain. They're gonna go on a hike. And they're gonna barbecue. They're gonna go see the stars. And then he's gonna talk about how amazing all the stars are and, and stuff. And point out each one. And like, even though they're so close, they're so far away. Just like it's us. Just like you know? us. It's like I don't want to be far away from you. I want to be like Beetlejuice and B two that are just and, orbiting each other. And Let me orbit you. And then she like so. And like she, uh, <laughs> yeah. She, and he pictures her embracing him. And he's like, yes, we definitely have to go to the mountain. So what we're going to do is, as he says to both of them, we're going to go to... and then The beach. The beach is what Kaguya says. Yeah, and he's like, wait, just... no. Wait, what? No, no. And, it's like, and then she's having the exact same mental image of how she's going to woo him, but it's because of her beautiful figure in her, uh, in, in, her in a swimsuit is going to go ahead and, uh, you know, and seeing that all day long while they're at the beach is just going to go ahead and batter down his defense and, and, like and if they go to a western uh if they go to a west coast beach the sun will set and it'll be fantastic mm -hmm. um and, and so she's all she's thinking about all this and how great it's going to be uh to to get him to confess his love to her and so she thinks the beach is the best option mm -hmm. um but, and, turns, but then it turns out he can't swim and, and so if they go to the beach they'll have an inflatable and it's just going to be embarrassing. And, and every single episode, almost every single clip in every episode, there's the nightmare scenario in his mind is her addressing him like, oh, how cute. Like, oh, how cute. Oh, kawaii so. <laughs> uh -huh. like, it, like, kawaii so means how cute, but at the same time, it's like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> you know, it's very much talking down to you. Yeah, and so he, he couldn't abide, his pride couldn't abide being addressed that way. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't want to go to the, so he wants to go to the mountains, and she wants to go to the beach, and so he keeps coming up with reasons not to go to the beach. Like, what about sharks? I'll hire a hunter from Florida, and we'll have shark fin soup. Oh, it's what about tourists? It's going to be too crowded. We'll, oh, we'll go to one of the family. private beaches my company owns. We'll go to, yeah, we'll go to the, one of the private beaches my family owns type thing. It will be fine. And then he, uh, <laughs> and, and then like, finally oh, he's like, no, beach, fine. beach, mountain. Well, well, the thing that he finally agrees to is that she points out that there's insects on the mountain. Yeah. And he can't handle insects. So finally he agrees to go to the beach. And then, like, she's like, yes, I've won. And then what does Chica do? And Chica just says, oh, yay, the beach, that's great. Oh, 
wait, I've outgrown my swimsuit from last year. And, like, she's measuring herself, and she just says, I'm gonna have to buy a new one. And then Kaguya looks up, and she just suddenly realizes she's lost. Yeah, between the two of them, Chika is the more well-endowed character. Chika's very much well-endowed, and she... I mean, she's not flat, but she is. She she's she, very. She, she's, she has a very. There, there's she a has a beautiful feminine figure, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but not a well endowed feminine figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the narrator points that out. She yeah. says she she's confident in her feminine figure, but when it comes to being well endowed, she loses to chi- she loses to Chica. Um, and, and so in a swimsuit competition, she would lose. Yeah. And so and she knows that, and so she has this mental image of him dating, him falling for Chica. <laughs> Um, and then making fun of her for not having the same figure as Chica. And so yeah. she's just like, we should go to the mountain. And then he's like, no, we're going to the beach. No, mountain, beach, mountain, beach, mountain, beach. And then finally they're just like, okay, okay Chica, Chica, you decide. And she's like, oh, this is, this is too much. Okay, let's go to the mountain. But let's go to this mountain. She names like some haunted mountain and starts talking about how we can see ghosts and do all these things. And we should have a spirit medium. And she's like, what kind of spirit medium should we get? Should we get a Christian uh, or like a Buddhist? And she starts listing off all these things. Apparently she's really into the occult. <laughs> and, and then she starts listing all these famous dead people that she hopes to summon. Like uh-huh. like Shakespeare or George Washington or mm-hmm. Gandhi or... And the two of them just sort of, they do not want have to have anything to do with going to a haunted mountain. No. Yeah, this, this sounds like a bad <laughs> idea for both of them. But and so the next the the last bit is the twenty questions, and oh, yes, uh, and uh, I forget exactly how it goes into it, but it it the the premise or how it leads up to it, but the premise is that um, uh, that um, Kaguya wants to test whether or not Miyuki knows her as well as he claims he does. Yeah, and so they're going to do twenty questions, and it's just this amazing. But you know me so well. Let's do half that. Ten yeah. questions. Let's do ten questions. You could like, okay. ask ten questions to figure out what I wrote on this piece of mm-hmm. paper. And then he's like, okay. And he does like a, a finger gun shoot at her. But then like, it it uh, the image of an actual, I forget what it was called. It, it, it it's like the, a 20 question revolver. Well, it's, it's an actual revolver that existed. Like there's a revolver. It had ten barrel, uh, ten rounds in it. Oh, wow. Um, you can go ahead and look it up. They named it and everything. Okay. Um, but uh, a picture of that gun appears in his hand, and every once in a while, like, like he'll ask a question, and it's like a Western shootout between the two of them, yeah. <laughs> where he's asking 20 questions, and every time he gets a question, she answers yes, he hits his target. Yeah. Um, like, blows her hat off or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and he's just um, like... Which reminds me of the op- something in the opening credit sequence, is that as love is war, the two of them are just end up having these various... Guns or sword battles as they're trying to, as they're trying to trick the other into wooing them. Yep. Um. But so he he asks her all these questions and she keeps saying those like, "Have you seen it today? Have you touched it today? Is it something that belongs in your house or that lives in your house? No. Uh, does it? Uh, have you touched it today? No. Does it belong to you? No. Okay. Is it? And he starts thinking to himself. He's just like, um, "Do you like it?" And she's like, "Yes." And she's super shy and bashful about it. And he's just like, wait a minute. And he starts asking more, a few, a couple more questions. And he's, and he, uh, he, he gets to the last question and is convinced it might be him. That was like, this is me. Like, this is, this is her way of confessing to me. I've done it. She's confessing to me. It's like, but then he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. She wouldn't confess this way. She wouldn't confess this way. It's a dog, isn't it? (laughs) And And she's like, Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had written down the dog that Chica apparently has. And yeah, Chica's got a little blonde dog, and uh, 
the thing that, like, uh, yeah, yeah, and she just gets super embarrassed. She's like, all right, let's wrap up for the night. And he's like, wait, what, what, really? So, yeah, apparently he knows her better than she thinks. <laughs> yeah. Which she, she, she's upset about. And then we have, oh, no, that's right. So that's not the last bit. No, the that, last bit is her, tr- is her walking, walking, to, walking to school one her, day. Her walking to school one day. They're, for her entire life, she's ridden to school. And we see that she's looking out the window and she sees kids walking to school together. And she's and, never had that experience. And the narrator says something like, uh, for the 3,765th time, she looks out the window longingly on her way to school. Uh-huh. And finally, one day, a cat has taken up residence in, in the, the engine, engine block. block, and so they can't get the car started. And the the chauffeur's like, "I'm having another car brought here. Just please wait." And she's like, "Oh, don't! By the time you're like, don't worry about it. I'll just walk." And she has a maid that we we haven't mentioned yet. Uh-huh. Oh no, but I forgot to mention in the cell phone bit. One of my favorite things about the cell phone bit is uh, it shows him walking back from the cell phone store, and I noticed that. This girl who was standing outside the cell phone store was her maid. And oh, I was yeah? like, wait a minute. And then she, another one of, okay, so <clears throat> this is the first time he purchased a cell phone. Uh-huh. They point out that this was Kaguya's plan was to have him buy a cell phone, finally. Everybody outside that store was one of her company's employees. <laughs> They reveal that. They reveal that everybody outside of that store was one of her company's employees, including this maid. Um, And uh, this maid um, is completely aware. And we see that just how much in love she is with, um, uh, not the maid, but uh, Kaguya. We see how much Uh much she's in love uh, with Miyuki. Uh um, Where the maid says to her... um, so what happened? One, uh, one clip. The that, yeah, one night. yeah, one clip we didn't cover mm-hmm. in the middle of the first episode is uh, Kaguya gets a love note. That's right, and mm-hmm. is off and is off, volunteered to go to dinner, and Miyuki is and so she's playing up the jealousy card, trying to get Miyuki to say no, don't go out with him, go out with me, because mm-hmm. I he almost does, he almost does, he almost, and, and and the beautiful thing about how that little sketch ends was. That, um, you know, he, he, he plays her and goes, well, it must not have been true love if you were willing to give it up for me so quickly. Um, Mm -hmm. and he's like, well, maybe I will go. He's like, um, the only way I'm not going right now is if he begs me not to go. And then she feels a hand on her shoulder. She turns around and it's Chica. Please don't go. I love you too much. Please don't do this. Well, and the thing is, he's like, maybe, well, the reason Chica's saying that is because he says, this is immoral. I think I need to tell a teacher. Yeah, you're trying to tattle you ex- on her. Maybe you'll get expelled. Well, like, expulsion well, is worth it in well, the name of well, love. Expulsion's worth it in the name of true love. And he's like, fine, I'm going on the state. Nothing can stop me. And then she goes like, I don't want you to get expelled. Please don't go. And she's like, fine, fine, fine. I won't go. <laughs> Chica's the best. But at the end of that bit, end of that episode, she's talking to her maid while she's undressing her, yeah. talking about the foolish notion uh, of love and stuff like that. And I forget. Do you remember what the question the maid asks her? Uh, the maid does ask her, "If you really loved somebody, would you be would you be able to tell them that you love them, or would you have, or would they walk away <clears> if <throat> they were in the if they'd end up with someone else?" Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. And then she starts thinking about it, and well, she, of course, I would. And it was like I. I, I and she she's not really able to answer. Yeah. And then it's the narrator That's... saying, and then the episode ends with the narrator saying, "This isn't like 
This uh, isn't a simple answer, like, oh, I'm just too embarrassed to say. Well, no, like, uh, saying that, uh, well, the narrator points out that she is too, rather than it being her pride, deep down it's really about her not being able to say it. Mm. So, that's what the narrator points out in that episode. But anyway. So, so what's um, happening is, over the course of these episodes, they're becoming more likable and more relatable. <clears throat> because at the beginning, they're just so unrelatable. Well, yeah, and you enjoy seeing them going through this because of how unrelatable they are. Um, but anyway, um, she walks to school for the first time, and this maid um, is out there as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, uh, the and the chauffeur says, please at least take the maid with you. Mm-hmm. And the maid's like, okay, but she looks to uh, Kaguya, and Kaguya's winking. Yeah, she gives her a her. double wink. And, and she's like, oh, by the time it took me uh, to get changed, she would be late for school. Yep, that's fine, I'll go on my own, bye! And so she just goes off, she walks on her own. And on her way there, she there's this little girl who's crying. Yeah. And uh, she's terrified of going across the crosswalk on her own. Uh, what, what happens in that particular sequence... Um, uh, Kaguya, uh, walks by. Did I say her name right? Yes. Yeah, Kaguya walks by her, and everybody else is also walking by her, and she's just bawling, and more and more people are just walking on by, and Kaguya comes back and says, tell me what's wrong quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, Kaguya is also, she thinks, she knows that the president, that Miyuki, uh, rides his bike to school every day, and he's never been late, but he's always been almost late because he rides his bike to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, if he was riding his bike to school, that means he's probably on this road. So if I go on this road, then we might walk to school together. And so she, that's what her plan is. And so she's going off, but then she comes back to help the girl and she helps the girl cross the, it's the first girls, it's the girl's first time walking to school on her own. Yes. Up had, until this point. She'd been with a group. Yeah. She'd walk to school with, with a group. That's something that they do in elementary schools. Uh, in Japan, is that mm-hmm. they have the kids walk to like the kids will meet up and then go to school, walk to school together in a group because it's yeah. safer that way. Yeah. Um, but she's walking to school for the first time on her own, and she's terrified of going of crossing the crosswalk. Um, and they go across the crosswalk, and she grabs Kaguya's arm and refuses yeah. to let go as they're going across the crosswalk, and she still won't let go. Uh-huh. It's like, well, there's a lot more crosswalks between here and school, and she's just like, oh, fine, and so. They go and they're talking. She says, "This is the first day that we're, you know, my friend um, Yeti, mm-hmm. uh, who's a nickname for her friend." But after she explains that that's her friend's nickname, an actual Yeti walks by. <laughs> I, I, I missed that. You missed that? Yeah, a Yeti walks by. Wow. Um, but uh, they, uh, but anyway, they um, shoot the uh, so and uh, she explains so, that so well, the, my friend doesn't want to walk to school anymore because it's no longer required. Um, and she says, well, when, as, uh, they, as they cross a couple more crosswalks, um, Kaguya is just like, you know, just because it's not required, it doesn't mean it's not allowed. It doesn't mean you can't do it. Because you can always go to your you friend's house. You can always just go to your friend's house and walk together from your friend's house. Or, totally or, or agree on a place to meet up. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. And she's like, oh, really? You're a genius. I didn't even think about that. And then she sees her friend Yeti, and they cross the street to, to meet her and stuff. And then they go off, and they get talk. And she and Yeti go to school. And then Kaguya's lost. And she's like, now where the crap am I? Yes. Um, and then she starts going to school. Or she starts walking to school. And uh, she's thinking to herself, well, I'm probably going to be late. Uh, and that sucks, but, you know, uh, whatever. That probably means I'm going to get expelled just for being one late. 
Uh, she, I don't think she goes that far. But she then hears this bicycle coming up, and it's this, and it's Miyuki. Uh-huh. And Miyuki uh, says, wait, what are you doing? Oh, they both see each other at the stopwalk. At, at, at the crosswalk. At the crosswalk. Um, and his, Miyuki's just like, wait, what are you doing here? He's like, well, I'm walking to school. Well, you're going to be late if you keep walking. Get on the back of my bike. Let's go. And she's just like, wait, no, I can't do that. Uh, wait. Uh, but if you're, if you go, you are in the student body president, uh, presidency. School you, rules are more important well, than traffic laws. Well, and he says, yeah, he says that to her, but he also says, uh, you are an example to the other students. You can't be late to school. Get on my bike. It's illegal to have a second person on your bike in Japan. Mm. Uh, cops pull people over all the time for it. Um, and she's like, and so yes, school rules trump, uh, trump traffic laws. So get on my bike. And so she does. She gets on his bike and sits on his bike. And I thought, well, that's a cute way to end the third episode. Them going to school together on the bike. But then we have the closing credits for episode three. Well, okay. So they get to school on the bike, uh-huh. and then the next day the car's working fine. The the cat's out of it, and she's dri- driving to school. And she get, looks out and sees the friend and Yeti. Walking, uh, to, walking school to school hand in hand, and mm-hmm. it's uh, just an adorable little mm-hmm. thing. It, it was a, it was a cute way to end episode three, and then and then we have the closing credits. The closing credits, which actually I am so glad that that, that it was within the first three episodes because mm-hmm. I've seen this video I've and s- I've seen it too, just and, without the, just without the music. No, I've, what yeah, what I've seen is this dance goes with everything. So it's just oh, that same dance just being cut to, with other. Mm-hmm. Songs. I had my own music going on in my head while I was <laughs> while I was watching it the first time. Yeah, <clears throat> but no, yeah, I uh, we got to see what is absolutely going to be the next anime convention thing to do is memorize this song and perform it. Yeah, and I mean they did it with uh, they did it with Lucky Star, they did it mm-hmm. with Haruhi, and they're going to do well, it with this. Me, well, the, the the thing is with those ones, it's a multi-person dance, so multiple people could, people could do it. Sure. This this one just is Chica, and it's it great. Is, it's it wonderful, is. and it's totally a thing that Chica would do. It it starts off with her laying on top of the desk of the student body president, and then she just jumps up and starts dancing to this song. At the very end of it, she releases a cicada into uh, outside the window. Um, yep. But it's super adorable. Anyway, that's the first and, and, episode. And it's a, it's, a, it's a single continuous shot. Mm-hmm. So. So it could, someone could very well do it, but it would be, a, what I'm saying is it would be a solo number instead of a group number. Conceivably, mm-hmm. yes. All right. Um, so that's the first three episodes. What are your final thoughts about Kaguya-sama Love is War? I think it's adorable. I'm looking forward to continuing watching it this season. I can't wait to keep watching it. I especially <laughs> want to see that volleyball bit. Yes. I raised him. He's your son? Or you're, are you his mom? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chica. Chica's well, the best part of that well, whole I show. C- I can't wait to see what it is that Kaguya does that sets Miyuki off to want to learn volleyball. In fact, Chica is so amazing that... I was very surprised that the cover art, the poster art for the show, didn't feature her. So I was wondering, is this the right show that I'm about to start? Because there's no pink-haired girl on the cover. It, it includes it's just... her on my anime list. If you go to my anime list, it shows the two. It shows Miyuki and um, Kaguya. Yeah. And then behind them, having drawn a heart with like a laser or something behind them, uh-huh. it's it's uh, Chica. Okay. So yeah, it's it should be there on my anime list. But yeah, I can't wait to watch more. The show's totally up my alley. It's freaking adorable, and I love it. All right. Uh, so what are we gonna watch for next week? 
All right, so here, real quick. Uh, what I'm saying is, uh, when I went to Verve, this is what the poster looked like. Yeah, that's what the poster looks like on Crunchyroll as well. I've, I saw that, but okay. let me go ahead and pull it up on my anime list, mm -hmm. um, and I'll show it to you while you're talking about, after you talk about what we're going to be watching for next time. Okay. Yeah, this cover actually makes me think of a, a wholly different anime. Mm -hmm. um, what was that? Uh, another rich academy where a lot of gambling went on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're okay. not, you're not wrong. Yeah. All right. So next week, next week we are going to watch Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. And then there's the guy in the back who we right, haven't right. quite met yet, but he's nice. been in the credits before. Right. So. Yeah, and does he? He has like what headphones on? Yeah, he's got headphones on. Yeah. Um, and they look like a very particular kind of headphones. They look like um, utility, like yeah. kind, like mm -hmm. like a sound expert headphones. Not just you're you're not just you're chilling out <clears throat> listening to music, but you're mm -hmm. you're somebody who actually needs to hear high quality audio professionally. Yes, mm -hmm. but so, anyways, so what are we watching next ne time? Next week we're watching Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Uh, the description reads: In Cosmic Era seventy. The tensions mounted between the Earth Alliance and the Zaft forces, caused by the bloody Valentine tragedy, have erupted into an all-out war. The Earth Alliance's mobile armor forces and tanks launch. Mobile suits are destroyed one after another. It seemed a foregone conclusion that the Earth Alliance, with its superior numbers, would be victorious. But this initial assessment proved to be false. Almost 11 months have passed since the conflict began with no end in sight. Awesome. So we're going yeah. back a couple of decades. Um, yeah. This was early 2000s type thing when uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed came out. Um, sorry, real fast. I'm super excited. Uh, this summer, Doctor S the Doctor Stone anime is going to be airing. Really? Uh, Doctor Stone um, is a future Stone Age. Um, something hit humanity and turned everybody into statues. Uh -huh. The only people who survived are uh, the descendants of astronauts who were in space when the when the calamity attacked. But their their survivors are stonemen, are, are cavemen, pretty much. Well, people are starting to wake up now, and the main character is a genius scientist who is starting to bring things back. But the thing is, the first the first arc's huge clash is between him, between someone who wants to have the strength of man rule the world as opposed to the strength of science ruling the world. Ah, um, it's really, really good. It's a very, very fun manga. So, so when's the anime coming out? Summer 2019. So All right. This so, summer. so once three episodes come out, maybe that'll be on our oh, list of things yeah. to watch. Sorry. Uh, the only reason I discovered it is because the same guy who voices... Um, the narrator? No, uh, the, no, the same guy who uh, voices um, Miyuki uh -huh. is going to be doing, uh, is going to be doing uh, the main character in Dr. Stone. Oh, nice. Oh no 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 no! He's not gonna be the main character. He's gonna be, he's gonna be uh, a friend of his. Okay. He's gonna be a close friend of his. Anyway. Anyway, sorry about that. That's all right. Okay, so yeah, I'm really excited. Like, Gundam Seed is just one of those animes I never watched. You know, I no, know our yeah. younger sisters adored it, but I never really got into it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's it for three episodes in. Yes. Uh, now that was that was just something else. Is I I want to say it was some history of anime that I was watching. I don't remember if it was a Gigak Anime Zone production or uh, Mother's Basement or something else. Mm -hmm. But they talked about how uh, the Gundam series was the first time. Like prior to Gundam, there had been giant robot anime before, but Gundam was the first series where giant robots 
on both sides of the conflict were human piloted. And so when one, <clears throat> so it was like before it was, you know, with Voltron or things of that nature, you had uh, kaiju or giant monsters mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. else, aliens. And even with Robotech, you were fighting aliens and it was humans versus aliens. Gundam, it was the first time it was humans versus humans and it was a commentary on war. But with giant mechs, it may that may that sounds like gigit. That, that does sounds sound like gigit, but I could be wrong. Anyways, yeah. um, so, so that's it for three episodes in. Right now, it's time for recommendation of the week, and it's my turn this time. It is, and I have been playing the crap out of this game uh, that I'm going to go ahead and recommend. It is called My Time at Portia, or Portia, however you want to go ahead and pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Um, Playframe has a couple of episodes where they started playing it. Okay. Um, it is. Um, it takes place several hundred years after the world has ended and humanity has been rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine, if you will, Harvest Moon meets um, Animal Crossing. You yeah. are what is called a builder. And people in the town, rather than you growing crops, what you do is you gather materials and you use those materials to build things to help improve the quality of life of the town you're living in. Okay. Um, at one point, uh, the town builds an expansion um and um in that expansion they need they need power so um you build three giant wind turbines to uh or uh, wind uh generators to help uh that are spinning in the desert because there's a constant breeze over there so it can power the, the nearby town um i want, i just barely finished uh getting everything i needed to build a massive bridge to go and dive into some ancient world ruins to go find some, an ancient ai technology thing but you you gain uh friend or you you build friendships and relationships with the townspeople you can get married um you can do all this kind of fun wonderful stuff it's a very very fun game and unfortunately it has the same issue that i have with most skyrim or bethesda rpgs an issue that i like to call one more quest syndrome. Ah. Where you're just like, oh, just one more quest. That's fine. Like, I'll be I'll be done and, you know, it will take me ten minutes to do this quest. Oh, one more quest. Oh, it's fine. I'll do this. I'll just do this. I'll, I'll just do this, you know. Three and hours suddenly later. it's five in the morning. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's $30 on Steam. It's also coming out for the Switch and I think the PS4 and Xbox One. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but I do know that it is out for Steam right now, and I also know it's coming to the Switch. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it for Recommendation of the Week. I highly recommend it. It's a wonderful uh, game. And now it's uh, your turn. Uh, it's a creator shout-out for the okay. week. All right. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and do a repeat creator shout-out. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give a shout-out to the creators of Extra Credits. And a special shout-out to their newest series. Uh, they're, they're releasing... Season three of Extra Sci-Fi this year, oh, and um, the newest ser- sequence of uh, episodes. They're they're delving into Frank Herbert's Dune, mm-hmm. um, and just doing a, a deep dive of uh, of uh, how how that's being uh, taken care of, and how, how the it's just a very interesting take on how uh, on, on how it's all coming together. Um, something they were mentioning about Dune that um, they're not wrong. Uh, it's just that how Frank Herbert uh, created a real created a uh, a world or um, yeah a world where certain people uh, became hyper specialized in certain te- techniques, but still managed to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And how every single person 
in Dune is actually wrong about something. Mm-hmm. The Bene Gesserit are wrong about being able to create the Kwisax Haderach and win, and being able mm-hmm. to control it. The Mentats are wrong in their calculations because they make uh, they make complex logical leaps without checking their their original assessments. So mm-hmm. Piter makes mistakes, Thufer makes mistakes, Jessica's wrong about Yui because mm-hmm. their assumptions are wrong. Mm-hmm. And uh, just that didn't matter how like what would happen in a world where people became superhuman and were still wrong about mm-hmm. things. Hmm. Um, which uh, you know it's interesting to deconstruct <clears throat> it that way, and I'm wondering you know because they are doing a Dune remake, they're, they're doing another Dune yes. movie, mm-hmm. and it's going to be helmed by the guy who directed Arrival, which was absolutely amazing, and so. I'm looking forward to it, and then you yeah. showed, and then you showed me a cast list, and I don't know if it was a dream cast list or if it's oh, actual no, it's, it's, uh, announcements. I, I'm pretty uh, sure that cast list is straight from IMDb. It, so, yeah. Well, yeah, but sometimes IMDb just reports on rumors, or somebody can, some people can put rumors. Yeah, on I IMDb. guess that's true. And so it, it isn't necessarily 100 percent confirmed, but boy, what a cast! If it's mm-hmm. if it's true. Um. But, you know, you know, yeah, the creator shout-out goes to Extra Credits, specifically this season of Extra Sci-Fi. And we'll go ahead and put a link to their YouTube and uh, other accounts on uh, WhitakerWeekly.com. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for turning in this week. Hold on just a moment. I already closed the script. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, la, 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 la. Okay, here we go. If I close the script on accident. Okay. Well, thanks so much for uh, listening in this week. If you're listening on YouTube, please feel free to like this episode and subscribe to our channel. It really helps us out. If you like what we do and want to support us, please spread the word of our podcast or even uh, support us on Patreon. Where can they find us on social media? Our site, WhitakerWeekly.com, currently has the links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, Patreon page, and YouTube channel. We encourage all our listeners to follow us on the social media platform of their preference, and if there's one we're not on yet, please reach out to us on one of the ones we've mentioned, and we'll broaden our scope to include you. Okay, well, I want to give a shout-out to Ben Coombs for providing our artwork for us. And another shout-out to Brasmataz for their song, Dry Clock, which we use for our opening and closers. All right, well, that's another week. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Wicker Weekly. You guys have a great week.